Welcome, everybody, to Talking Elite, hosted by the All Elite Zone podcast. I, I'm Lane. I am joined today by producer and your current AEZ champion, Connor. And then we also have the Bearded Wonder. We have Adam joining us today. And our show is going to be our top five male wrestlers in AEW that we thought stood out this year. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun show. So, um, Adam, do you want to start? Who's your number five pick? Okay. Uh, so, literally, like, this one was really hard for me because um, five and six were very difficult for me. I know we're doing top five, but between five and six in my top ten, because I did do a top ten, um, it's very hard oh, nice. for me. But at number five, I have Ricky Starks. Um, you know, between the work he did in the Eliminator Tournament – um, to the good uh, storyline he had with Powerhouse Hobbs this year, um, with all the matches he's put on, um, you know, I, I feel like he's going to be one of the faces, uh, the, one of the best faces to move forward with AEW into 2023. And I think he's going to have a good breakout 2023 year, mm-hmm. um, if you ask me. Um, let me go back to why it was so hard for me between five and six, um, because CM Punk was in there for me. Um, because he did come back. He had that, he came back, uh, you know, and then he had moments this year, but he got injured. Um, and then there was the all out uh, media scrum thing that happened between him and the young bucks and Kenny Omega that I'm just like, you know what? Um, I'm, I'll put him at six. He kind of fell off my top five list just because of all the drama going backstage. Um, but so in that case, I put Ricky Starks cause again, he's homegrown talent. And I do think he's got a really good future uh, with AEW in 2023 as well. Especially after last night, because for those guys that don't know, I was at uh, Winner's Coming last night. And just to hear his pop when he came out, the crowd loved him. Um, His promo um, from last week was just killer. The kid definitely knows knows how to cut a good promo. He knows how to do good work inside the ring. So, uh, yeah, that's a really good pick for number five. Uh, Connor, what about you? Who is your number five pick? Uh, this was really hard for me. I got to show this comment. Oh, my God. Tom for it's time. Okay, last oh, night. Oh, just <laughs> the vlog. I have, I have a special clip just for Chris. For, last for, night, for that it was one. towards the end. Uh, if, if you guys want to go check that out, it, that was something else. Yeah, it was. Um, to go yeah, for me, it was, it was hard to pick um, between five for five. Uh, not a lot of people is going to go with my number five pick, but he had an outstanding 2022 uh, ladder match, blood and guts. He did it all with the TNT title. Uh, Sammy Guevara, um, I feel like he had an outstanding pick. year. Uh, start off the year with. Cody and him in a ladder match. Uh, one of the best ladder matches in AEW history. Um, even though I thought that he had a good uh, TNT title reign, his second, his first and second reign was his best. Uh, his matches against Darby, Andrade. Uh, am I coming in and out? Or am I good? No, you're good. Yeah, you're, you're right. kind of cutting out there for a second. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, you put a lot of them. just Darby, Andrade, uh, Tony Nese, Jay Lethal, uh, so many others. Um, 
He's the only guy to get three-time TNT champion. Uh, I feel like he's put a lot of great matches on. Um, a lot of people won't put him in their top five, but I got Sam as number five. Yeah, that was a hard one because um, between my uh, my yeah between my pick and Sammy, like it was a very close. It was close. Uh, my number five pick is Wardlow. Uh, I think Wardlow yes. had a fun year as a TNT champion. Um, it wasn't the reign I was expecting it to be, but um, he had some really cool moments with Joe. You know, I love you know his powerbomb symphony and like just leading up to that championship was a cool ride to see him. Um, the guy's still over. He still gets that pop. Um, hopefully one day he'll either t- challenge MJF to the world championship or hopefully he'll go back and get the TNT championship. The guy I know still, he's been a breakout babyface, in my opinion, this year. So Wardlow is my number five. All right, Adam, back to you. Who is your number four pick? Oh, I got a feeling like all these lists are going to be so different from each yeah. other, or maybe some of yeah, the top like it. two or three will maybe somewhere in the same. But um, number four, um, this one may come as a shocker to some people, um, especially after last night. But I feel more respect for the guy because after last night, because at number four I've got Chris Jericho. Um, same dude, I was <laughs> thinking the same. Thing. Yes. So 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 the this year of just growing that JAS squad and just how he's reinventing himself um, from, you know, making that creation of a stable to winning the ring of honor world title to calling himself the Ocho now um, to, to just putting that word sports entertaining back into wrestling, knowing it's generating heat um, to even putting over young talents. And that goes back to last night of putting someone over like action Andrade, who nobody would have expected someone like him to, be put over by Chris Jericho. Um, but that just shows the kind of um, veteran status, the kind of leadership that Chris Jericho has. Um, and I, I, I truly feel between him, um, uh, uh, Danielson, and, um, you know, Moxley becoming lock, rock, locker room leaders, especially after All Out, that, that's what I feel like they've become. And Chris Jericho has been there since day one of AEW. And, you know, every year, like I said, he keep reinventing himself. He's 50, what, 52 years old, 53 years old. And he's still putting on hell of matches with different kind of styles of wrestlers. And so that's why I feel like uh, this year has been so good for Chris Jericho. It honestly has been the year of the Ocho. So, I mean. You know, it's funny that, you know, he was wanting to destroy Ring of Honor, that whole shtick and. You know, he became the Ocho. He wanted to destroy Ring of Honor, go up against all the, you know, old Ring of Honor champions. And he had, you know, when he went up against, you know, Colt Cabana, that was an awesome moment. Um, I did like his match with Ishii. That, that to me, was another stand-up match of his this year. Um, of course, he had the um, Anarchy in the Arena match, which was just violent as all can be. You know, he had blood and guts when, you know, you know he, freaking Cesaro spun him on the top of the cage. You know, he literally had probably one of the best years, not just to reinvent himself, but also to, you know, get, you know, like you said, younger talent over. Last night, you should have heard that pop as soon as Andrade, I think, is that how you pronounce it? As soon as he won, like, they didn't even, yeah, dude, they didn't even announce him coming, like, when he was in the ring. Like, it was like, and then hearing the crowd go, jobber, 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 yeah. and to see it. All like he was giving him a lot of offense, and I was like, 
And I'm thinking, man, Jer- in the- Jericho must see something in this kid. I think he sees what well, he saw in Sammy. Well, well, I guess the re- I guess the reports coming out from that is that Jericho was watching the the dark match that, that Andretti had with uh, QT Marshall, Ooh, and Jericho okay. said he saw something about this kid. He's like, I got to make this kid a star because this kid's a future of this company of, of this of this um, industry, and I want him to be a future star of this company. So Jericho actually came up with this plan weeks ago when Action Andrade really? had that match with QT Marshall. Yeah. Yeah, he and got a stand. Like, like I said last night, he got a standing up. Like normally guys like that don't get standing ovations yeah. on dark. He got <laughs> – the whole crowd was behind him, and it didn't change. It, it got even louder on, on a dynamite. Yeah, and you'll see it in yeah, the and this comes, and this comes from a, And this comes from a kid who wrestles primarily in the Maryland area. You know, Andretti is in yeah. the Maryland – area doing all that stuff i mean he's the i can't remember the promotion but he's their heavyweight champion in that maryland promotion so yeah and it was so funny last night because people were chanting you tapped out you tapped out you know and i'm, I'm so mad at people and he's even gone on the record on twitter and course and other sources because he did that when he tapped out to the spin i'm like dude if i was getting spun third times in a row like that I think it was like 30, 35, dude. I would be tapping out or throwing up or passing out. You know, yeah, I give a lot of credit to Jericho because I felt like he actually built, you know, he, you know, he took the championship from Claudio originally. I felt like he built Claudio's, like, when he won the championship back, I felt like he built that story back up. So I think Jer- Jericho this year actually has not been a selfish wrestler. I think he's been the opposite side of that. I feel like he's put over new talent, veterans. The Ocho is a great pick for number four. Um, so, Connor, who is your pick? Uh, I knew I had to put this guy in my top five list. I didn't know where to put him, but I pack. Uh, Ooh, okay. All year. Uh, put double duty in like crazy. Uh, he won his first championship at Forbidden Door. Uh, the All-Atlantic Championship. Uh, he went against... Malachi Black, Miro, and Clark Connors from New Japan. Uh, that match was an amazing match. He's had uh, his first few title defenses. He went to uh, other countries and defended the all Atlantic title. He went to Ireland, the UK, and I believe it's Japan. And all those matches were banger matches. He put on his matches with Orange Cassidy, um, Trent. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, the, so that happened that all out, the trios titles were vacated, and then he He's the double champ, the first double actual champion in AEW, like two branded AEW belts. He wins, and he still put uh, banger matches on in those trios matches. Like he's still, he's got a broken nose, and he still keeps on going. Like he, uh, WWE never capitalized on what the height he could go. They always saw him as this mid Carter, never gonna win a title really. Um, but uh, I had to put him at at some. Spot in his top five. Uh, he's he's really proven this year that he could be a world champion uh, in the future. I, like I believe he could be a AEW world champion uh, in the future. One thing I like about Pac, he's very neutral. Like when it comes to being heel or babyface, so he's gotten so many cool mixed emotions, reactions. You know, I, I wish I, I should have put him in my top five. I didn't, um, but man, he did have a great year. Sorry, um, yeah, it was. No, no, no. I was going to say, and, and the work he's doing right now in Death Triangle and against, you know, the elite is probably some of his best work right now. Playing that villainous, doing whatever it takes to keep the title around my waist right now. 
um, because, you know, he had that. He had the whole, I'm holding two titles, I'm this good, and then losing, you know, the All-Atlantic to Orange Cassidy, and now he's like, this is my baby, and we're going to do whatever it takes. And he's playing that thin line of, you know, is what we're doing breaking up the team because now he's got, you know, Penta going with him with the whole using a hammer kind of thing. And now you got Ray Phoenix in the middle going consciously, what do I do? You know, mm-hmm. so Pac's playing that little bird in the ear to, you know, Ray Phoenix. And I just love the character of, of Pac where he went from crazy Neville in the WWE to this bastard of just not caring and just going, just going hard in the ring. So I actually like you picking him for a top five. So he's a very underrated promo artist as well. Yeah. I feel like I love his promos. He has a very good voice, very distinct. And, you know, to be honest with you, I wish Orange Cassidy would do that, do what uh, Pac did. I wish Orange would go, you know, go to the, some of the indie promotions, go to Japan. You know, I would love to have yeah. seen him go to Wrestle Kingdom and, and wrestle yeah. for that belt. You know, put that on the line. Because I think Tony was talking about it. He wanted to have more talent on and have maybe a belt or two defended at Wrestle Kingdom. So, yeah. I think, I think Pac's a great, good pick for your top, your, your top list, Connor. I think, I think uh, well, I, I think I was going to say, uh, like, think of day one people. Uh, Pac, from day one, uh, his match was – he beat Kenny Omega yeah. uh, in his first match. <laughs> it was supposed to be Moxley yeah. and him. And he, yeah. he he makes he makes Kenny Omega tap out. He beat Hangman. He had a great feud with Moxley in the beginning of AEW. Um, so he's he's definitely uh, he's definitely shown that he's uh, he's a true day one wrestler who like kind of like Jericho and Moxley. Uh, yeah. He he yeah. also had a great he also had a great story with with Malachi when Malachi came in him and Malachi yeah. going back and that was during a pandemic when nobody was in the audience but the story they would tell it was just a great story that they would tell in the ring with both their styles so I thought that was a great storyline as well. Yeah, I think like I said with like I said with Pack and everything he's amounted to and going to like I said this, this guy gets he gets wrestling he gets working with the talent. I love. I still love the Lucha Bros. I feel like that's still my fair axe. I'm glad they haven't split them up. So, yeah, yeah, I could see right. uh, Ray. Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. Uh, I was gonna say I could see Ray Phoenix as All Atlantic Champion. Uh, I was kind of thinking that he was gonna be Pack for it. But... That would be cool. That would have been and, a good uh, story. Or Pack go to the House of Black. He's the only person I could see join them. Besides, like they don't need anyone else. He's the only guy I could see. Yeah, I agree. All right. So, Adam, what is your number three pick? Oh, you didn't go. Uh, so, What's up? Oh, I did. Yeah, Lane didn't go, but he, he did pick Chris Jericho's number four as well. Yeah, so I just, I just kind of piggybacked off what Adam oh. said because he basically – the explanation that Adam gave was my explanation even better too. Like he, there's a lot of um, – a lot of points that he brought in that I didn't think of. So, yeah, so that's why – yeah, so, Adam, if you want to go with your number three pick, who do you got? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm also just because my, like I said, my degree is in communication. So I've done college radio and stuff and I've, I, I talk to people. So presentation wise, like I can just, mm-hmm. I come up with, you know, information that I want to bring present to somebody and just come up with, you know, all the facts and reasons why. So that's why yeah. <laughs> I try my best to explain. Glad to have you on board, man. You and, you and yeah. Connor, man, like you guys are like, you guys are, make, you guys make me look good. 
so number three, um, number, so I'm going to tell you right now, one, two, and three for me were the toughest um, for the year, um, just, just because based on how the year went, because um, a lot of things happened in AEW. But number three for me was uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Oh, um, yes. Uh, the break, the, the, the breakup between him and Luchasaurus was really, really crazy storyline. And that it was, it was Christian Cage that initiated when he turned on them after they lost the titles. Um, and then having Luchasaurus turn on Jungle Boy and kind of being the devil on Luchasaurus's shoulder. And now here's Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, who I love that he's using the Jack Perry name. Um, I think it's great. He's not just going by Jungle Boy. It's now just more of like an accolade attached to his real name. Um, and, and and I think in my heart, I feel like he's doing it in the honor of his father. It's something that he's like, yes. that's the, you know, I'm doing this for my dad. You know, you know, it's it's the Perry name. Um, you know, I'm, I, I love the storyline of bringing him in with his mom and and uh, sister. You know, and Christian going to words with them and him getting more and more pissed and going to the limits and just the matches he puts on is just their bangers whether they were tag teams with uh, with luchasaurus or single matches you know despite you know being jumped and beat up by christian and luchasaurus i mean that that cage match between him and luchasaurus oh, yeah. um was by far the best cage match i've ever seen in any professional wrestling and i will say that right now really um, by far the best because the story within the cage was that emotional attachment, you know, the, the that Jack really saw Luchasaurus as a family, as as a family member, as a big brother, play on words because Luchasaurus, the guy who plays him, was actually on Big Brother. But um, but that storyline and just Luchasaurus just beating Jack and Jack coming back and man, that drop from the top onto the table with the elbow just. That was that was the greatest pop, but yeah, I think come twenty twenty three, I think I think Jack Perry is going to win gold somewhere. Whether it's the TNT title, um, maybe it's um, you know the All Atlantic title, um, but you know I also see him as a future world champion in AEW. Um, I think he's someone that in within that company that can hold that belt and hold it high and and be proud of what he does. Um, Plus, I liked his little um, little post match interview um after the cage after the pay-per-view when he's eating while he's taking questions and he's eating pancakes he's eating pancakes and i'm like he's eating pancakes so i yeah so number three is is jungle boy jack perry i see nothing but a bright future for that kid you know just you gotta have you have to admit though tony khan buying the rights to tarzan boy and having that song every time he comes out you know the crowd that's another cool part of the vlog that's coming is just all the arms, like just, just, just having that as as he's walking out. Like the kid knows how to wrestle. He knows how to get over his, his promo work. This year has gone so much better, you know. And I cannot mm-hmm. wait for Christian to get healed up so they can continue that story because just yeah. the drama with that cage match alone, like seriously, like that was like almost like the best portion of like a block between him and Luchasaurus. So I cannot wait to see what happens with him and Christian. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and like I said, I'm very, I'm also, I mean, last night after the surprise with that, watching it, I'm very intrigued. And I think Connor and Mr. Jacobs and Chris last night, we were all like, man, I'm, we're all kind of intrigued to see where this goes with him and Hook, you know, yeah. being a team now. You know, that like, surprised I, me. like, it's very interesting, you know. So I'm like, okay, two young guys in the game. Let's, let's see what they can do, you know. Complete polar opposites of each other, but. 
you know, but two of these kids that are probably the most over wrestlers in wrestling right now. And I feel like mm-hmm. people just don't get Hook, but Hook knows how to wrestle. He has his dad's skill for sure. He may not yeah. have his dad's mask, but I think that's what makes Hook unique. So mm-hmm. um, Hook, you know, unfortunately didn't make my list this year, but, you know, but I think there's some good things to come with Hook and same thing with Jack Perry. Uh, just to, I'm just going to share a quick little fun story with Jack Perry. I had to thank Jack Perry because he got my fiance into wrestling. She was a huge Luke Perry fan and huge Riverdale fan. And I told her, like, yeah, did, did you know that, you know, his son is wrestling? She's like, what? And then about I gave I, I sent her the podcast that Jer- he did with Jericho before AEW. And next thing you know, she's like, can I watch it with you? And just ever since then, she's became a huge, not just Jungle Boy fan, but AEW fan too. So I guess I give a lot of props and thanks to Jungle Boy and I just want to share that fun little story since we were talking about the man, the myth, the jungle boy. All right, Connor, who is your number three? Uh, this was, I'm still debating on who I should put on that spot. Mm. Uh, I want to say one person, but he didn't, he was out most of the year because of what so? he was. I'm about to go in. impact you that much. MJF, ooh, very good pick. That's why I said okay. he, yeah, like I, I, I guess I have to because his feud with uh, CM Punk was feud of the year in AEW. Uh, they went to, uh, I'd be entertained a whole year, and I'm confident that they'd find ways to entertain the audience a year pro, a year storyline. Uh, like reverse roles, uh, and you cannot believe Matt MJF. I mean, people believe him, then they he stabs him in the back. Uh, CM Punk believed him, uh, William Regal did, you know, that's just how it works. Uh, but MJF, uh, you know, after Devil or Nothing, uh, the controversy there, he had one promo and then he kept the world, he kept the wrestling world talking about him, you know, until he came back. Uh, not many wrestlers uh, at his level do that. Uh, his promo was very, uh, you didn't know if it was a work, it was a shoot, you, you didn't know what it was. Uh, and of course, his uh, return got a little watered down because of some people. Uh, but he's a very great wrestler in the ring. Uh, his matches with uh, his match against uh, Will Yuta this year. Uh, like that was a very great match. He won it clean. Uh, probably the only time we ever seen one clean match. Um, and I'm very curious to see how he uh, his run in 2024 is as uh, world champion. Uh, I always see myself doubt him. Looks like Brian Danielson will be his next challenger. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think, I don't think they're gonna stretch that till Revolution because that's like January, February, March. That's at least two months. I don't see them straight. I mean, they could, but. Uh, where they could go with the where they went with MJF and CM Punk, uh, they added on Dynamite and they still kept it going. And I think MJF can do that. Um, yeah, between like he is the best heel that in this decade probably we're gonna see. Like uh, before internet, like there was like you didn't know, like people. People couldn't read the dirt sheets and behind the scenes and what was going on in their personal life and stuff. So today it's kind of hard to betray a character like that. Because uh, sometimes 
MJF seems like a real asshole, and he probably <laughs> is. Uh, but uh, there's no one that can touch his. A lot of people like to compare him to the Miz, but the Miz is watered down. Like uh, MJF goes yeah. anywhere, anywhere, and he plays his character nonstop. Like besides Pack, maybe <laughs> uh, MJF is going to be the greatest heel in this decade. I feel like. Definitely agree. I, I feel like he's up there right now with Flair, Punk. In, um, like he knows how to talk in the mic. Almost even yeah. say Roddy Piper. I, I would feel like he's like he has a lot of those elements about him, but with a more modern. He's brought a lot more modernity into it, and it keeps kayfabe alive. You know, oh, he broke the fourth wall again. Um, but it's <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you know, well, MJF. Yeah, you know, he had a very short year, but man, everybody was talking yeah. about MJF. So, From what he did, like with yeah. Punk, like that, best feud in 2022, maybe like in AEW in general. And it's crazy that he's only had nine matches this year. This year. Yeah. Nine, ma- yeah, like nine matches. But he's, he's still been like a face, you know, on the, yeah. in the product, you know, so. He's been the most talked about wrestler in AEW with only that many matches. So that speaks a lot of volumes on wrestled that many matches. And he's still, very smart about it. Then last night he went in the crowd and threw those people's popcorn and threw that guy's that hat. Uh, you won't see not many hills are d- doing that nowadays. Like I don't I don't know if I told you guys this, but uh, this was in Starcast. This is Starcast 2019. Uh, AEW's first All Out. Um, MJF was there and I went to the bathroom and he was there. He was in there and a fan tried to get him to sign this picture. Oh, MJF no. took it. He tore it up and flushed it down the toilet. And, <laughs> nice. And he he said no. He said no. Clean it up. Um, I'm not gonna repeat what he says, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, there's not many hills like him today. Um, but I, I get a I get a lot of Ric Flair vibes uh, from from some of his promos, uh, especially the one uh, his pipe bomb. I guess uh, <laughs> I felt a lot of Ric Flair vibes. I hope there was a kid out there that saw MJF's pipe bomb, did not know what it was, and he just like CM Punk sold me. I hope some kid looks at it like, man, like this, like I gotta watch wrestling just because that one moment. You know, I think I think MJF, like I think he'll be the champion probably for the full year. I think he'll I think he'll go into 2024 with that belt and use the whole I'm gonna I'm gonna leave with the championship in the you know 2024 bidding wars. Hunter, how much are you gonna offer me for this? Yeah, something would be, like that. Is he gonna like? I swear he would. I I know he'd do this. Take a picture with the AEW title at the headquarters. He's probably not Dude. gonna sign. He's not, he probably wouldn't even sign. He's probably not like like even if he's not signed, he'd just do it to create speculation. <laughs> he, he would do something like that. Stay oh, at yeah. WWE headquarters, and that's just something he would do. <laughs> I wonder if they're gonna go with the Punk. Uh, he takes the title, and it might because I think. And Punk like, I still love that story that Punk was literally walking out the door, like to go yeah. to do his match to win the championship when he signed. I thought that was like, like it was yeah. it was so believable. At the, it was it was one of those things that was so believable at the time. And just that match alone with John Cena, like that was probably John Cena's only five star match. And you got to thank Punk a lot for that one. Yeah, so, um, I wonder. Uh, it's probably wishful thinking, but Punk coming back and winning the world title, but. He's not really the world champion because MJF is the like you know how they basically I, I don't know if they should do that. That's really copying the past storyline. 
but I feel like MJF's going to do that. Like, mark, you know my words, mark my words, there will be a picture of him by the WWE headquarters with the world title by the end of next year <laughs> just to create speculation. So, yeah. Let the bidding war idea. begin. That'll be the Twitter. <laughs> right. well, so I'm, I'm going to pitch an idea to you guys real quick before I my my number three pick. So you know how we were just talking about how, how we're going to stretch out MGF and Danielson before a pay-per-view? Just do what they did with Jericho. Do like the five labors of Danielson or something, you know, make him go through hell again. You know, it it fits along with the double character still, you know, and when he did like Jericho, like his challenges with Jericho are great, you know, bring in, make, make him go through hell. You know, you don't need to bring Nick Gage back in, but you know, make him come back in that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But think about you bring it, but bring in people from like me, bring in, like bring Ishii in from Japan. Or bring some of the, you know, bring my like couple monsters Zach, in. Zach Sabre Jr. Yes, yeah, and then have that be like your big blow off match before the pay per view, and I think I guarantee you'll get viewers back just like that. So I, I think that's what I would do if I if I was a uh, if I was Tony Khan, I would book that because that's a marquee match right there, and or it should about, it should be good for free. Or like uh, MJF could say he he did it too easy on Jericho under the six labors. Six flavors, yes. Yeah, he, he did a little too easy for Jericho, so he's going to up the stakes a little bit. Yeah. All right. I so mean, my yeah, number three I mean, pick. Yeah. Good, sorry. <laughs> no. You're good, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll say my number three pick, I'm going with Wheeler Yuta. Wow. Uh, this kid, like, you know, just after watching him and Dan Garcia at uh, Final Battle, you know, and then just seeing how far he's came this year, you know, he look, he's looked strong in every match. His match you know, his match with, you know, MJF was great, you know, yeah. going all the way back to his match with, you know, Moxley and and just everything, everything he's done this year, he felt, it feels like he's just touched gold. And, you know, I'm glad that they put championship around him. I felt like he had a lot of good chemistry with the fans. You know, he organically got over. That's the thing. Not a lot of wrestlers can say that this year, but he organically got over and has stayed over, you know, just his, you know, fans are chanting, you know, the you the man, you the man, you the man. And like I said, this this kid's going to be another one that's – I think he'll be a good face in Ring of Honor. And then I think he'll eventually end up, you know, TNT champion, AEW champion. You know, I want to see what he can do with the Blackpool Combat Club. I'd love to see, you know, what they could do together. But with Wheeler Yuta, man, this, this kid's just – he's had a lot of, you know, he's had a lot of good TV time this year aside from the championship opportunities. So I think Wheeler, you know, is a good solid pick for me for number three. What do you guys think? I, I actually like that pick um, with Wheeler um, breaking away from best friends and Orange Cassidy. I think that was the right decision because um, just the way he wrestles his style, you know, he's the, the grappling quick kind of getting in your face kind of uh, wrestler that I, I think he fits in with, you know, the Blackpool Combat Club, with with Claudio and with John Moxley, and honestly, I'm okay with him staying with them as long as it stays a trio. Um, <clears throat> and I feel like that's going to move forward. Is it's just going to be him, Mox, and Claudio being left um, in the Blackpool Combat Club, and they do their own thing while you know Danielson goes off and does his thing with MJF. Um, but Wheeler, I mean, the matches he had with Garcia, um, you know, the the way he he presents himself and the way that you're right, he does get himself over organically with the crowd. Um, I mean, just 
I mean, just that moment when he joined and and shook hands with with you know Mox and and uh, um, William Regal and officially said, "Hey, I, I want in." The the crowd loved it. You know, you can yeah. tell that the crowd loved it. They're like, "Yeah, that's exactly who. It's probably the right one. You know, the right guy to bring on." Um, yeah, I see nothing but right things for him in Ring of Honor. And yeah, I, you know, I love the kid. I don't know if he's got that status yet to be a world champion, but I do see him winning the TNT title, some, you know, maybe next year at some point. Um, and then, you know, if, you know, if they do feel like, hey, if circumstances happen, maybe we could put Wheeler Uter in, in the position of being a champion, a world champion, go for it. So, but right now, just, we just want to see where he goes, you know, he's got a good stepping stone being the pure champion right now into 2023. And I think that's the right direction they do with that title with him. So. Yeah. I think he's got a lot of momentum too. So. I think 2023 will be another big year for him, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Hopefully. I'm curious to see who he goes against next for the pure championship, besides Garcia now. <laughs> I'd say Don Castle. Castle. It's going to be very interesting. Like Don Castle or bringing back Jonathan Gretchen if you can, you know, if you want to hold him in that bridge. Because another guy that I think would do great to bring back an you know, ROH. I don't yeah. know. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of possibilities. Like, Tony Khan can literally look at any company and be like, okay, we got to bring this kid in to face him. I would love to watch him and Bandito go at it in a oh, match. Bandito too. would be amazing. I mean, that'd, that'd be, be a great match. Like, I think people lose their minds at those crazy spots. I can just imagine <laughs> all the spots they can do. All right. Yeah. So, what is your number two pick, Adam? So, um, Got him by one spot here for you, Connor. But number two is MJF. Uh, just, just the just the work he's been doing of playing that heel role. Um, you know, playing that um, I'm 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 the best money making person right now in professional wrestling, and I'm going to show it to you guys. Um, that promo he shot right, you know, right after the you know uh, uh, pay per view, and, and and basically called Tony Khan a mark. Um, you know, just the work he's been doing. I mean, he's committed to it. I mean, the moment when you hear that as soon as he left and nobody heard a word from for months, you know, he cut off all of social media. He didn't really talk to anybody. He literally didn't respond to text calls. He played it so well. That's a guy who understands the business, who understands storyline telling and someone who understands his, his role as a, a, the big time heel in this industry. And when he came back as as the mask, you know, the mask devil, you know, at all out and being shown as the devil, I mean, that by far was one of my favorite reveals in anything pro wrestling um, of him being revealed as 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 the guy who won the, the Casino Royale chip match. And I, I, I'm telling you right now, this run with the world title is definitely well earned for him. Um, do I see him carrying it all year next year, like all the way into 2024? I think he loses it one time. Um, I think he loses it to uh, Danielson at pay-per-view. Ooh, okay. But immediately, you guys got to remember, he, he just won that winner-take-all. You guys remember the storyline with the diamond ring. It guarantees that person a championship match. Yeah. I think oh. he says, I have four of these. Guess what? I'm using one of them to get that title back. Oh, yeah, I first do that because, and I think I can, that, 
I think he does it that either right after that match, he clocks Danielson oh, with the man. ring and say, here, here you go, dude. Give me, give me my match right now. And he wins it right back, and Danielson has the shortest title reign ever in AEW. Or he does it that Wednesday on Dynamite when Brian Danielson's talking the ring, he blindsides him and tells the ref to get out here. <laughs> like no, and that's I the thing is like he can so make much, money in the bank. Like he gets, a, but he will be a two-time AEW championship or champion by the end of 2023. Uh, well, yeah, by 2024, um, he had, he would have had won the title twice, you know, recently, and then he'll win it again in huh. 2023. So he'll be a two-time. So now he's now he that bidding war in 2024 gets more interesting, and he's like, I'm a two-time champion. So how much more money can I get? So I, I mean, with MJF, I, I just, I just, I'm so intrigued where they go with him in 2023. So I really want to see Danielson. Like I don't know. Uh, that's that's a really good idea that I didn't think of. A lot of people aren't thinking of. Uh, but I want Danielson to beat MJF now, whether it's in it, uh, a revolution or the end of this year or next year. I think Danielson deserves to be made AEW World Champion. Um, at least once before he retires. At least once. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's put in the work. Uh, a lot of people say his aid run has been so good, but he's going against Hangman. Uh, <laughs> that was amazing. He, he's oh, done it God. all. Uh, he got injured pretty bad at Devil or Nothing, uh, and it could have ended his career, a lot of people said. Uh, but I, 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 hope Dan- I hope Danielson wins the AEW World Title at least once, even if it, even it's just for a minute or two, <laughs> like like yeah. Adam said, even just for a minute or two, it still counts. So, yeah. I feel like I, I will disagree with you a little bit on that, though, Adam. Um, I do like the idea, but I feel like everything that happened this year with the interim stuff and the hot potato a little bit between Punk and uh, Moxley. That's the only thing I could see why they wouldn't pull the trigger on that idea. I think it's a great idea, but I feel like with that, it might kind of turn fans off a little bit unless they book it right. They would have to be very careful on how they book that. Could have uh, Daniel Slayer Revolution, then uh, St. Patrick's Day Slam, Jeff mm-hmm. went back. That's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. True. All right. My number two pick is the workhorse of the men's division. I'm going with Jonathan Moxley. I feel like Moxley had he had probably one of the best years in any wrestling company. My opinion, he should have been number one on the you know on the charts for you know the you know the PWI charts, but don't know why he wasn't because the you know the guy put over so many wrestlers this year. You know he had banger after banger. He literally canceled his vacation wow. to do the do the you know do the tournament to get the championship back. So you know the guy bleeds gold. You know he is definitely. The biggest locker room leader AEW has, so I feel like Moxley, you know, his title run was, you know, his second, you know, second one was decent, you know, his first one's of course better, but to have you know Moxley be able to wrestle and win a championship in front of a live crowd, and finally have that moment to where he actually enjoy it and actually put on you know matches because like the pandemic when everything happened that first time, you know, he really, really, you know, was almost like a John Cena. Um, Roman Reigns, you know, kind of, you know, wrestler this year where he put over a lot of people and had so many matches, you know, he was also, he also did stuff in GCW, you know, he was literally everywhere. Everybody was talking about Moxley, everybody, even in WWE's, you know, universe, 
people were talking about Moxley. And that's one thing that stayed pretty consistent this year was the praise that Moxley had, you know, for carrying the company on his back, you know? So I feel like Moxley is a good number two pick. So yeah, I think, I think the guy gets, gets it still. And, you know, hopefully he'll have some great stories going in 2023. Yeah. What about you, Connor? Did you give, yeah, I thought, did you give your number two yet? Uh, no, uh, it is a new copycat, but I had it on my list. Uh, Moxley at number two. Uh, Ooh, okay. Basically the same reasons you already explained it. Basically, I like how Adam explained, uh, Jericho, uh, I had Moxley at number, I was, it was baiting MJF Moxley, who's going to be number two, three. You probably can write, you probably know who I'm going to pick for number one, but, uh, <laughs> Uh, but, but, but yeah, Moxley had a great year this year. Um, from you know, I, I know it, and like he's still not on vacation. Like, I thought after full gear, he'd take his vacation. No, he's still, he's still going, uh, he's still moving along, I'm trucking. Like, he's had a dominant year with a lot of great matches, and he's probably lost a lot of blood this year. <laughs> yeah, you know, how many like, lives he could have saved if he had just donated the blood instead. Donated oh. it instead of <laughs> wasting it in the mat. Yeah. Like that, what that have been a lot of bloody good donated. Like, like that's not considered an AEW. Like that's just oh, GCW just sport. wait until Rampage tomorrow. Yeah, oh, I didn't he spoil blood, in that spot. He blowed uh, last Friday. Uh, yeah, he did. <laughs> I mean, every Friday oh. instead of uh, and no, uh, mock. <laughs> I met Moxley at uh, the All Out uh, Fan Fest, and he had like a lot of s- scars, like that will never heal, probably on his forehead. Uh, Jerry Jerry Lawler is a big uh, wrestler where I live, and he has scars like that, but they're not like Moxley's. Like Moxley can say that he he's done the work, uh, as someone says he he's done the work. He almost reminds me of New Jack because I feel like New Jack's all. It has that. I think he's gonna look like New Jack at the end with all the, the scars and scrapes he has on his head. New Jack was crazy. <laughs> New Jack yeah, was just a little thing. <laughs> I mean, after watching that Dark Side of the Ring episode about him, like I'm just like, this guy. Is, I'm surprised he's he hasn't been in jail or died yet. <laughs> well, yeah, well, he did, and then yeah, he but, finally passed away. But like during that time when he was doing all that ECW hardcore, like I was like, how is New Jack not in jail right now? <laughs> Drugs. Yeah. Yeah, he would have. I wouldn't have flown these days. Oh, no. (laughs) He would have gotten gotten some serious trouble these days. He would have gotten canceled real quick. (laughs) Right. All right. It's time for our number one picks. So, Adam, who is your number one? Well, your guy's number two is my number one. John Moxley's my really? number one wrestler this year. Moxley's yeah. your number one. And, and, and it basically goes piggybacks off both what you guys both said combined. is uh-huh. The guy carried the company this year. Um, he carried it during a pandemic, and now he carried it again during a backstage debacle bullshit kind of thing going on. They put the title on him because he's a reliable guy. Um, he's a well-liked guy. You know, the crowd loves John Moxley. They love the work he puts in. Um, I, I've been on Moxley. I had to follow him when he debuted as Dean Ambrose in WWE. I had to look back in his back and his history of 
wrestling, I'm like, who is this guy, Dean Ambrose, with like the, the blonde hair, like all this crazy? And I saw some of his old work in like CZW when he had like the pink hair. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, this guy is awesome. Like, I like this guy's style. Like, he's just hard hitting. And then he gets to AEW and he's just balls to the wall out there. But the man carries he carries the 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 promotion on his back, especially this year. He's a three-time world heavyweight champion. Well deserved for someone like Moxley, who had the roughest time this past year and a half, going to rehab, having that addiction, and coming back and actually looking in better shape than he's ever that he's ever had uh, looked in in a while. And just honestly carrying the company, putting off vacations just to make sure this company stays afloat. It shows you someone who cares about the company and promotion that they work for. Someone who adores the crowd for their love for this. Um, and this work he's been doing with Blackpool Combat Club, his his work he's been doing with, you know, against, you know, New Japan wrestlers. Uh, I just, I love John Moxley. Like, I think he's probably, he should have been number one in, in my book for the PWI ranking. Um, yeah. Obviously for reasons, they found a different reason for someone else, which I know why, but uh, but John Moxley literally it, he bleeds AEW literally bleeds AEW, and he is someone that that company can rely on for years to come if something happens, you know, if if, if something transpires in the company, they're like John, you know, and and he's proved that too backstage. Um, I mentioned it with with Danielson and and Jericho; those three guys have proven to be locker room leaders. Um, and it's, and it's just reading about that. Those three do become locker room leaders because they care about the locker room. You know, they care about the boys as Bubba Ray likes to call them on busted open the boys, you know? Um, but yeah, no. So I, I honestly think, you know, John Moxley has had a great 2022. I'm interesting to see where they go with 2023. I'm hoping that after this whole hangman page storyline with him, maybe he finally gets that vacation because he's actually actually has earned it so yeah let him go have you know some fun time with his wife his baby you know it's i I really do feel bad for him because you know the guy has the biggest heart you know he probably doesn't want to hear that but the guy has probably one of the biggest hearts of wrestling and to have a great year like he did to be you know he was selfless like he literally gave up his vacation he literally even though he might have won a lot of matches but those talents that he put over still you know, he's, there's a lot to be said about Moxley and his character. And you know what? I'm excited for his match with Hangman. I think him and Hangman's going to just tear the house down this year. I feel like that would be yeah. a good way to cap off the year or start the new year. You know, I think mm-hmm. it's I think whatever happens, it's going to be great. All right. Agreed. Connor, so, what is your number one pick? Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, Adam. Before we get to that, Adam, what, what are you saying? I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just saying I, I definitely agree. Um, and like I said, that I think that match between him and Hangman ended way too quickly. And unfortunately for an injury to Hangman like that, that's why it ended quickly like that. Um, but I feel like once it's back on track, I feel like that match between those two is just going to blow the roof off of any building they do it in. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, let's bring on Connor for a second. But yeah. All right, Connor, what is your number one pick? behind me uh, of course the young punk um have field the year um him and mjf a lot of creative uh mjf brought out the uh he, he brought out the side of cm punk that he probably regretted uh for that awesome dog collar match at revolution um 
my favorite matches was uh well this was last year technically december uh but cm punk and sting and darby versus mjf and ftr there will never be another great entry like a great entrance like that like i got the poster of that i got the shirt uh his match, little figures uh, too <laughs> uh I, I don't have like that uh i, I wish i did but i wish they did uh release those like that yeah. tire I just have the I just have those two little like they're like Legos. I had like the two Legos uh, a pump and sting from that ma- match. Uh, That's another good thing. match was uh, CM Punk and Moxley versus FTR. Uh, yeah, amazing match. Uh, who else? Pentagon. Uh, basically, everyone he said at uh, All Out 2021 press conference. He's won against Hobbs, uh, Penta, Dustin Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Um, he beat Sean Spears in like five seconds. Um, uh, he's had a lot of great feuds this year. Um, I feel like when he came back, uh, he had the crowd behind him. Uh, of course, that went sideways. Uh, but I still believe in Punk, and I think he, uh, I don't think he's done yet with AEW. I feel like something's more gonna happen and yeah even if it is a word we're not gonna tell anyone like they didn't tell anyone mjf status no one um but uh, i hope it comes to the best uh if this is it for punk uh he had a great career he i'm glad he got to finish his career at least in AEW than wwe um yeah i got the time recording punk. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got CM Punk as number one for me. That's that's a that's a good one. Um, unfortunately, um, CM Punk was my number seven. I, I loved his reign. <laughs> I thought he did a good job. Um, there was just there was just a few others. I feel like like this year though, on a like not 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 match wise, but just on a that just stood out to me a little bit more. I'm like I think Punk did a good job this year as champion. Um, especially his match with Dustin, I loved his match with Dustin. Uh, mm-hmm. But there is one, one um, number one pick for me, and for me this year, it's going to MJF. So the reason why, so I, this one was a little bit harder to pick because I was contemplating him and Moxley. I was going back and forth, but really, kind of what made my decision for me was the dog collar match and his feud with CM Punk. Just the, the whole build up, the story for all that. Uh, it was just, you know, he was very good at bringing out some of the best promos that Punk's had in a while. You know, MJF also had a lot of great promos. Of course, he had his big pipe bomb moment in front of all the executives, you know, coming out yeah. and calling Tony F. Mark. I still pop over that. <laughs> and I think, and I think the reason why I love that promo so much was because at the time, I was just as frustrated as MJF as a person or a character was with this company. I had the same frustrations and I feel like, like that's, that's why that, that touched me on a personal level. But then thinking about it, even though he only wrestled nine matches this year, he only, you know, he only had, you know, he had a few months off where he wasn't, you know, there was no contact. All there was was speculation. He was the most talked about wrestler this year. He beat Roman Reigns. He beat Cody Rhodes jumping to WWE. 
you know, it'd be seeing a punk. No, talking MJF? about like, MJF, yeah, but being talked Ooh. about, not like being oh, talked yeah. about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. like, like being in talked the news, about. like in wrestling yeah. news, not, like yeah. yeah. I think uh, like every week there was something on dirt sheets, um, busted oh, open, yeah. you know, uh, like other shows, podcasts. It was all, and it was we talked about too. We talked about it probably at least once or twice a week on our show yeah. alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's almost now it's CM Punk that's kind of taken over that topic for us, but um, but he literally had the most talked about. He was probably the most talked about wrestler this year, and especially with everything that happened this year from Cody to Roman Reigns with all the stuff like that and Bray Wyatt. And I feel like he had, unfortunately, like even with that little bit overshadowing with the drama with the elite and, and punk and the media scrum, you know, I feel like he did a good job this year of getting people to talk about him. And I feel like this year will be this coming year, 2023 will be the year of MJF. You know, he had a great match last night. Um, you know, he really did good with bringing out the best in Ricky Starks and made him look like a huge baby face going to all of his, all the conventions that he's done with the whole, the whole popcorn bucket. When he said not so nice slur on a girl's popcorn bucket and ate it and then threw it at her and, you know, and stuff like that. You know, I feel like MJF, like he's keeping, he's keeping what made Ric Flair and Roddy Piper keeping what those guys started alive. Because a lot of wrestlers, once they, you know, turn off, you know, from, you know, the camera and go to being, you know, the actual person, like, they go and just be completely different. But with MGF, he keeps that persona going. There's maybe a couple small instances where he's broken character. Other than that, the kid knows what he's doing. Everybody's still talking about him. Everybody's still talking about last night. People are talking about his championship win, talking about how he blindsided Regal. That's why he's number one for me. And that's hard because like usually I'm very match-based when it comes to my top fives every year. But this year, just because he was so talked about and every promo, even though every those nine matches, those nine matches all meant something. They all meant something. Especially his dog collar match. We've talked, we've discussed it, you know, a couple times in this podcast already. But his dog collar match with CM Punk. I thought it was better than Cody and Brody Lee. I thought it was a lot. I thought it was the best on-card match AEW's had. So I think the kid's going to do great this year. 2023 will be the year of the devil. So I'm excited to see the how that's going to play out. The devil is actually so, CM Punk. Just stole his. <laughs> so so yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of piggyback off what you said, Lane. Um, and especially with my, my top three, was really hard for me. You know, because I didn't know where to put MJF because I had to put him at two just because of, you know, for me, it's it it kind of I do look at matches at two. Like I I do like at who's had a lot of matches this year and their win loss. And because that's apparently has been a thing for AEW for a while, but I guess not. I don't know anymore. Um, But just the leader, Mox at number one because he's leader. But I honestly think the feud of the year was, you know, MJF and Punk. And I agree with you. I think that doll collar match was actually the best doll collar match in all pro wrestling in any history. Um, that That's compared to the tag team doll collar matches in the ECW days with the Pitbulls and the most recent one with FTR and the Briscoes. Um, even though that one finished a close second for me because I had to go back and rewatch it today online. Um, I was like, that I was gotta rewatch nuts. this, and I found it, and I rewatched the whole match, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's 
good. It's still not CM Punk MGF, but I mean, when we talk about these lists too, about these guys, um, especially, you know, all three of us had a different number one, but you look at the same common denominator they all had, they were all champions. And I think that's, that's something that, that AEW does well is when they look at certain guys, certain names, certain um, wrestlers, they say, put the title on him. He brings something to the table as a champion. Um, we saw it with Mox. Mox is a leader. He can be reliable holding that AEW title. You look at someone like Punk. Punk's a household name in professional wrestling. You put the title on him, he's going to bring the names over. He's going to bring the, the fans over. He's going to bring the views over. You bring in is put the title on someone like MJF. MJF can do stuff outside of AEW. I mean, you look at it now. He's feuding with an M- MMA fighter right now on Twitter. And he's at, and he's at the MMA fights flipping off the camera with the title. <laughs> the name AEW out there. I mean, he's doing something with it. Kid's only 25 and he's doing something great, you know? So I I say with all our number ones, there's not a bad number one pick between all the three of us. I think all of us had picked the three right guys to be number ones for a certain reason. So, um, but yeah, no, and I'm with you, Lane. I'm very excited to see what MJF does this, this next coming year in 2023. Um, the reign of MJF continues after last night. Um, and I'm just looking forward to see what he does next. Yeah, it was, like I said, it was a, it was great, um, to see MJF last night and just the heat and the crowd reaction. Um, that, that was awesome. And one thing that's really cool is since we did all three separate picks, um, what we'll do is, uh, Connor will, a little bit later, uh, we'll post a poll up there on our number one picks and we'll have you guys vote. So if you haven't subscribed to our Twitter page, uh, go to All Elite Zone 1, and um, we're going to have that poll up for you guys to s- see who is number one for the All Elite Zone podcast. So, yeah, that was, that was, that was, a, lot of, uh, it was a lot of great wrestlers this year. There, it was a really a hard to just narrow it down to a select few because with names like Jack Perry, Cesaro, Punk, this year, even though they ha- it was a little rocky towards the middle of it with everything that happened in the drama, but... This year, AW on paper and just as a fan, I enjoyed a lot of the matches this year. And a lot of the wrestlers, there was so many good matches, so many good wrestling. And even with the whole, you know, all the issues going on, you know, there's still a lot of good things happening in AEW. And I hope that one day fans get back onto that 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 train and say, hey, you know, it's still a good product because, you know, it hurt a little bit after everything happened with Punk, you know. It was a huge hit when, you know, with all, and we talked about this plenty of times, but it was a huge hit of ratings when Punk um, got hurt and suspended with him not being there. And it, it's just, and then now that I'm hearing morale is back up, um, we were discussing this in our group chat that ratings are going back up, you know, our demographics is going back up. So hopefully by next year, I'm hoping we get back to a million. And I think we will, especially because Christmas time is a little rough right now. You know, a lot of people are getting. You know, Christmas presents and you, you know inflation like crazy. You know people aren't having the money to go out to wrestling shows, and I think WWE's attendance is a little bit down too. So uh, you know there's a lot of it's 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 one of those things that you know just keep being faithful to AEW, keep being faithful to wrestling because these guys are still putting in the work. They're still putting their bodies on the line. They're still going out there and just doing a great job. So yeah, I feel um, like yeah. Uh, no, I was just gonna say this. This list was really hard. 
um, because you said wrestlers. And I almost put a tag team in there, and then I'm like, I'll save that for a top five tag team of the year kind of list. <laughs> I was just saying. Um, I was gonna, yeah, I, was I had I had the acclaimed in there at some point. Um, the just acclaimed, of how FTR. Yeah, yeah. I mean, FTR was in there. Um, I, hell, I'll even put House of Black in there. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. And uh, I, I'm with you, Lane. Um, the, the toxicity of wrestling fans today just irritates the hell out of me. Um, listen, I'm no, I'm no WWE Mark, but I don't hate their product a lot. Yeah. You know, I don't dislike yeah. it. I'll tune in and see how it is every now and then there's certain storylines I'd like to follow, you know, um, I'm just, prefer, I just, when it comes to wrestling matches and the quality of the match, I just prefer AEW matches. I really do. Um, just because, you know, those, those wrestlers, the guys and the girls, they, they put the time in hell. They, the referees put the time in to make sure those matches go as smooth as possible during a live taping and everything like that. Um, the way that they, they, they have the camaraderie now and backstage when something bad happens, you've got leaders back there like, hey, I'll step up. Let me step up. I'll help there. Yeah. I've never heard anything about, hey, who's a locker room leader in WWE? Who's a locker room leader in Impact? Who's a lo-? I hear it all from AEW. You know, I got to get ideas of who's a locker room leader in Impact. Maybe I have a few ideas of who's a locker room leader in WWE. But the most I hear is there's locker room leaders at AEW. And that's the kind of thing you need in professional wrestling. And to give those fans hope, they're like, oh, my God, drama, drama. It's like, well, no, there's going to be no drama if you got the right leaders backstage telling the performer, the wrestlers, hey, shit happened. You know, we got to get over this. We got a fan base. We got to please. We got a show we got to do. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to come together. We're going to do this. You know, we're going to talk. If you got problems, talk to us. You know, that's the kind of company that actually will listen to their wrestlers, you know, and listen to their fans. Um, and like you said, we saw it. The ratings got a little boost last night, which is good, you know. And um, I'm reading articles about, oh, Vince McMahon might be coming back. Mm, that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> uh, I guess we just. But you know what? It's professional wrestling. I think we should all be happy with with the landscape of it right now. You know, there's oh, certain- WWE is going to be a it's going to be hell froze over if he comes. Over. Yes. Everyone yeah, but, who came back. But even promotions like New Japan, New Japan Pro Wrestling, I feel is going to have a great 2023. I, I honestly do. And if you look at this, this the the the, the card for Wrestle Kingdom 17. Holy hell! Are there some everybody? You have everybody, and the holy hell, it makes me want to try to find it and order it because I kind of want to watch it uh, based on those matches alone. Um, so, and then the 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 prospect of possible um, Sasha Banks slash Mercedes Varnado appearing at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, apparently, right now she's in Mexico right now training with Juventud Guerrero, Bandito, all that stuff. So, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't be shocked if she doesn't return to WWE or go to AEW. I'd be okay with if she wants to do New Japan and or wrestle in AAA and AAA. Yeah. I mean, she she's dreamed of wrestled for New Japan since she was young. I mean, that's from her mouth. Her and Bailey had an Instagram live, and she mentioned that. She said, I've, "It's always been my dream to wrestle Lucha Libre and New Japan." So, I mean, with her appearing at New Japan Wrestle Kingdom, that might be the start of her wrestling for New Japan. Yeah, I think she'll be the next Jericho, the transition from WWE to New Japan and reinvent herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jericho did it with the Painmaker. 
Um, mm -hmm. Then we're going to see that with Sasha now. You know, I think that would be best for her career. I think mm -hmm. I think now where she won't have really any limitations, she's not told what character she has to portray. And I'd be curious to see how she would reinvent herself. Because if you look at look at Athena, right? Look at, I'll just use her as an example, right? Athena, her character really hasn't changed much since Amber Moon. She's gotten more of a badass. She's she's more serious. She's more aggressive in the ring. And I feel like like I could see that happen with Sasha. She'll bring that mojo, bring that fire, and wherever she goes, if she comes back, if she goes to AEW, because that would be another big ticket to draw in, like Punk did. It won't probably be as big as Punk, but you know Sasha can still go. And like, unfortunately, Soraya is still training and still getting that ring rust off. But Sasha is yeah. doing a lot more work. She, you know, I think Sasha would be. A, I think she. I think if AEW was going to sign one person, I think it has to be Sasha Banks. I think she has. I think. I think the network wise, because I think the network was, is trying to get Tony to offer her a contract. Because I've seen reports that Warner Brothers wants Sasha Banks just because of her draw. But the issue is, will she have ego? Will she get along? Or like, or do you think it was because she was in a toxic work environment and had issues, you know, with Vince or had issues with with the company and how it was ran? So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with with Sasha. There's, she's another very talked about wrestler this year. You know, think about it. The three wrestlers that have been talked about most have been Sasha, Punk, and MJF. All three yeah. have been very controversial this year. So, and hopefully, and I'm saying right now. About it. I'm saying right now with that with the new Japan that she's doing, you gotta remember that Tony wants to do a uh, Forbidden Door too. Yeah, so say you know say 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 if she does join New Japan and wants to do that, and as a way for AEW New Japan to wrestle, you might get her to wrestle on against an AEW female wrestler. You know, you could have a Brick Baker versus a Mercedes. You know, um, and I'm gonna call her Mercedes because she doesn't go by Sasha anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah, she, yeah, has now, she has now she has now. She has now she has now put in money uh, to uh, trademarks for Mercedes Monet uh, Mercedes uh, Monet Monet back or something like she's put trademarks in like three different things but it's all Monet and Mercedes um, so I mean for her I wish her the best of luck I really do um, she does have an ego I'm hoping she kind of scratches that and realizes that she can't be bigger than the wrestling industry at all um because yeah. that's going to kill you that's going to kill you in the wrestling industry nobody's going to want to hire you as a performer if you're going to have that kind of ego um hollywood will hire you which is what she's doing right now you know mandalorian yeah. and, and movies you know if you wanted to go that track by all means but realize if you're going to come back to the wrestling world you gotta put your ego on check so many wrestlers put their egos above the comp uh, above the industry and it screws them in the end yeah, yeah I, very uh, true so uh Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa do not like each, each other. Mm -hmm. uh, and that worries me about Sasha Banks. That's three egos right there. Uh, I don't know the beef between Baker and Thunder Rosa. I don't know what what's all there. Uh, no, well, they were Baker able to put it aside and make money. That's the thing. Yeah, they were the able to put it aside and not. That they, yeah, that they put on great matches. Uh, mm -hmm. They hate each other. That's why I said we need a punk versus cabana match like they hate each other yeah. in real life put them in the ring and they'll put on a five-star match look at uh, yeah, look at jeff jarrett and you know kurt angle look at you know they they uh, cast aside their issues and you know cheating <laughs> and all that fun stuff and made money and made hella lots of money yeah. i so, honestly yeah. i honestly believe jeff jarrett is the one that pretty much killed tna 
Luckily, yeah. they haven't resurfaced. I, I love Jeff Jarrett, but I, I think he's the one that put the nail in the coffin of TNA early on. They still never got, but, but they never should have got Dixie Carter involved. Yeah. That was, and wasn't it, that Jeff Jarrett's call to bring her on? I think so, yeah. That was Jeff Jarrett's call. He's like, bring on Dixie. It's always been management <laughs> with them. Always. Yeah. I, so I hate now, Vince Russo, but she, she was a lot worse than Vince Russo. <laughs> I don't know if Vince Russo put the, the WCW title on Dave Arquette. True. <laughs> a lot of fans are still True. over that. Still that. Oh man. All right. So our next uh our next topic of the night, and this is gonna be a recurring uh segment. Um so last week, who stood out to you last week? What like who what what moment, what like wrestler, like, who stood out to you last week um during Dynamite, uh Rampage, you know, final battle, like who stood out to you last week? Uh, I got to go FTR. Um, they were the uh, standout for me. Uh, the build up to that match, like they're all three of the matches have been classics. Uh, yeah, I got to go with FTR from 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 last week. Um, yeah, I got FTR. That dog um, match alone. <laughs> Just yeah, amazing. A, a lot of people say their one was their best, but I still think their best was Death Force Honor, their second match, two out three falls. Like I still think that was their best match, but all three of them were great. I think it was a good trilogy. Like it was a good way to cap off, you know, probably one of FTR's best years of their career. And to be honest with you, all three of those matches were probably probably top ten of their of their careers. So to have like to be there live for that and. It was brutal, man. Like I, I saw yeah. them yesterday at the meet and greet. They they were banged up bad, and I don't even want to know how the Briscoes look because if FTR was looking bad, the Briscoes were looking like a lot worse. <laughs> but yeah, FTR like that was one that was one thing. I'm like oh my gosh, like these guys are dedicated to the sport. To put their bodies on the line. That, that that crazy mound of chairs like they had was it Dax or was it was it Dax or Cash that took that spot where they yanked him down onto that top on this chair? Cash, I think it was Cash. Yeah. That, that spot. Ugh. 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 Like it, it, it looked gonna, really, really painful. Yeah, I'm gonna say that. I man, that the trilogy of matches those two teams have had are just they've just been outstanding. Um, that ladder match oh. between those two was was by far my favorite. Um, that they had uh, that, that was. I, I mean, just the the matches were just so. I think I may have some breaking news to everyone. Uh oh. Is it good or bad breaking news? Well, you look at it. Uh, Jonathan Gresham did get his release. And he did? Wow. Has announced he is signed with Impact Wrestling. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, uh, I'm glad he signed with Impact. If, if he wants to, uh, I guess they went for his PWI magazine. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I guess they went with it, but but don't don't wrong. He's an amazing talent, but if you're going to go off a magazine, they that I just uh, a fan based you know, magazine. But, but I'm not surprised since Jordan Grace is an impact. That's not surprising. That yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Plus, Actually, I, think I think he fits Jordan's in better wrestling than the two. I think I think I think Grissom actually fits in well with Impact. I, I honestly yeah. think he will. I think their style of wrestling and. Their pacing and all that, and the roster they have, I think he fits in better there. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, um, that's so to answer answer. you, Lane, um, from last week, um, and he's actually was on my list, Ricky Starks. I think Ricky Starks really, really okay, these last two weeks, he's really been sticking out to me. Um, and, and that's why, you know, I had to put him at number five on my list, but man, last week that, that in ring promo with, um, MJF was so good, was so good last week. And, um, just, just the, 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 just the build to the match last night was just so good with Ricky Starks. Um, and I don't know if it was you or Connor said it, but MJF making, I think it was you Lane making MJF making Starks look really strong as a baby face, yeah. um, making him more and more getting the crowd more and more behind him, even though they've already been behind him, but having a heel like MJF pushing him to that, that more top limit. So, I mean, Ricky Starks to me last week really stood out. And when you ask me next week, who this week stood out, I'm probably going to say Ricky Starks again. <laughs> but I have to go no, back and yeah. look at him again last night and see if something else stuck out with me. So, Yeah, like he, like I said, his promo last week was just – it was just on point. You know, he stumbled over his words a little bit, but that was okay because that was part of that babyface fire that he had. He was just so passionate. Everybody felt that passion, like, it's been a while since I felt that way with the baby face in with a single moment or a single promo. So for MJF to literally put somebody over in a promo battle, nobody beats MJF on the mic. Nobody. But for him to do that for Ricky Stark, like, I think that was almost else, like my, my Hogan think, Rock moment. I think it's one other person who got him on the mic. Mm-hmm. Punk. CM Punk. He's the only that person. Was my That was more even than anything. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Oh, I, that was one of my favorite lines. My jerk. <laughs> All this um, time, I thought MJF stood for my jerk offer. Yeah. That was like probably one of the best moments of the year. My <laughs> jealous. Yeah. I think I thought you said my jealous fan. <laughs> my jealous fan. Yeah. yeah, my jealous fan. Yep. Like oh, either man. way. Yeah. But not many people can beat MJF on the mic. No, it's not like not many. It's hard, but maybe two people out of that. Everybody else, he's just destroyed, destroyed, or made you really, really, really hate MJF. (laughs) Yeah, I think for me though, I think last, I think for uh, last week, I'm gonna go with a final battle um, match, and I'm actually gonna go with Claudio. Uh, I feel like Claudio last week. Um, just his little buildups that he did on the road to final battle. You know, I thought that was really great. Um, his match with Jericho, you know, it was a very great worked wrestling match. You know, it felt like something that you would see, you know, back in like the early 2000s. Like it felt, it felt like a classic match and, I, and it felt like a ring of honor match. And it was a great way to cap off the night. Uh, Claudio, like I loved when he did this, you know, did the Claudio swing, and swung Jericho around for 35 spins and Jericho tapping out to that, like that just made that, that swing a lot more devastating. I thought that was like my, my favorite part of like the whole match, you know, just being there, like his, his love for the crowd was awesome. Seeing all the confetti going off, you know, seeing, you know, just seeing his, his interactions and his promo after, um, after he won was just so inspirational and I felt I felt like he will be a good face of Ring of Honor, and I felt like you know him capping off everything with 
Jericho in that championship. I'm glad that's finally kind of come to a, a stop. And I thought he just killed it on Saturday. So I think that's why Claudio for me is my wrestler of the week. So, yeah. Um, do you guys want to get a little? Uh, you guys want to get a little controversial? You guys want to uh, get? You want to be a little yeah. controversial with this one? <laughs> yeah, we can, can. I feel like I know what you're going to bring up. <laughs> we'll okay, see. well, it's 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 a you pretty much can guess it. Uh, just hit the most talked about. I don't know. I don't know. There's a there's a few things we talk about. There's been a few that. things. Yes. Okay. This this one's this one. Uh, well, this is the one that you dropped on us earlier, but we we can we can discuss both if you'd like. Uh, yeah, but the main one, <laughs> the main one is uh, Mandy Rose. I I I just that was so weird that I thought you know oh she, her losing the title. I'm like okay, that's that's fine. You know, it's giving somebody new a chance at NXT. She can go back to the main roster and just take it off. But oh my gosh, just because she had almost like an OnlyFans account. WWE let her go. Now, it's not even an OnlyFans account. Like it's her own Ooh. website thing. What? Yeah. She's got her own website. Yeah, on her. Uh, yeah, the web. It's, it's, it's the entire website. Not an OnlyFans. It's her. A whole website of Mandy Rose. Jeez. Oh, uh, uh, and you get I'm the full package. Uh, yep. <laughs> apparently, what had happened oh, was. Apparently what happened was it uh, she was getting away with it for a little bit just because she wasn't posting too much risque stuff, but then she started to, and those pictures apparently got leaked online. And WWE found upon it, found about it, and they just had to make a swish, swift decision on it, um, especially with the audience they have. You know, they've got kids, you know, obviously. Um, rumors I'm hearing is also that uh, Mattel – the company that does their toys and all that stuff um, for kids found out about it and they wanted something done about it. Otherwise they would cancel the contract between them and WWE. Um, so um, I heard rumors that someone, uh, an executive brought it up to Shawn Michaels and Shawn Michaels swiftly before like 15 minutes before NXT uh, st- uh, started said, we got to get the title off of her quickly. Uh, so I-, I honestly did think that her dropping the title might have been just she was getting called up to the main roster with toxic attraction. Um, I did not expect her to get released. Um, uh, what I'm hearing is that uh, she made a post saying that a Twitter post saying that uh, she says thank you to the fans and she says the website's still going to be going. So um, I'm sure, you know what, I'll be totally honest. I guarantee you she's making more money with a website like that than she yeah. would, would be WWE. And she my thing is, I think I think WWE was really pissed off that they weren't getting a cut yeah. be, because of it. That That's my guess because – and I'm going to get controversial with it, but you look at double standards for male and yeah. female performers in wrestling, especially WWE's <laughs> double standards. Because you got people like Matt Riddle. And I love Matt Riddle. Yeah. I watched him in an indie show, and he's awesome. It was him and Mike Elgin. If you guys are familiar with Mike Elgin, Mike he is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, him and Riddle had a 30-minute match at a uh, AAW show in Chicago that I watched, and it was unbelievable. Um, that's how I found out about Matt Riddle. But Matt Riddle fails a second drug test, and he's just off TV, written off. And now he's got to go do the suspension. Yeah. 
Yeah, Rahab. Which is interesting because, yeah, because Jay they were Uso. Just, yeah. Jay he Uso. DUIs. And he's and one just, of the longest running tag team champions. And then I didn't like the very next. Didn't like when he got the DUI. The very next week, he became a tag team champion. Tag team champion, yeah. And then That's... the and then Mandy Rose, boom, does something <laughs> like this, fired. But here's the thing, um, it was funny because I just came across an interview. Uh, I found a video of an interview with Athena. Um, yes, saying about, say yes. Yeah. yeah, she had an they interview saying that they sexy. wanted them to be sexy like Mandy, but she refused yeah. to. And now Mandy was doing exactly what they told her to be to portray herself as, and they fire her. So it's that double standard stuff that just it it, it, could, it blows uh, my mind with professional you know wrestling. It it's like you got to hold uh, everyone accountable, dude. You know, uh, you know, Triple H and Sean might be setting a new, uh, you know, regulations and stuff. Uh, a lot of that happened when Vince was there. Uh, you know, maybe they're starting a new uh, protocols and stuff. But that's still, I had to bring it up, but, you know, Soraya, when basically the same, it was kind of Her different. It, it was kind of different because uh, Mandy put it out there. Hers was leaked. Uh, like, you know, if they're going to, it says a lot of double standard. It, it's uh, the common thing now, uh, not just in wrestling, but, no, it's everywhere. Um, you know, I I agree. Like, how does Jey Uso get DUI? He's, he's had multiple DUIs, I think. Yeah, uh, he's at least had, had two. DUIs. He's yeah, at least had two. At least one, and not two or three. And he's still uh, he wins the world tag team title the next week. No big deal. Uh, I mean, but maybe, but we don't know. Maybe he's, he stopped doing it. Maybe he's, I mean, he learned yeah. his lesson. He's like, that was a close one. I'm not going to yeah. do it again. Maybe he found, maybe he found a new way. He's like, I'm done. I'm not doing that anymore. I got a good thing going right now. I'm part of a great storyline. I'm not going to do that. It's stupid. I think, you know, and hopefully this same thing with Riddle. I hope Riddle goes to rehab. Be like, dude, I got to fix my yeah. shit up. You know, otherwise I'm going to lose this job, you know? So but with Mandy, she's just like, eh, I'll just go do the website because I guarantee you she's gonna make bank no matter what. Oh, now she. Well, will. I wonder if it was more <laughs> due to their. I wonder if it was. I've also heard reports too. It wasn't just because of. It wasn't because like it was risque content. Also heard it was just because there's wrestling contracts are very interesting. And if you guys didn't listen to, to Bully Ray's take on this earlier, I'm busted open. I did. Sorry to bring yeah. this up again. But no, I, know, I mean they're they're, they're, those, they, they, they're those very contracts. Good. At least for WWE wise, you know, they're even for independent contracts, there's still a lot of restrictions. And yes, they have opened up a little bit, especially because you know, now they can twitch again and stream again. But I wonder if, like I said, I wonder if either she made too much money of her, if that was the case too, or she was told, hey, you got to stop posting these kind of pictures and gave her, you know, numerous warnings, hey, this is, this is bad. So no. it, it it's it's very it's a very interesting subject and that's why I wanted to bring it up because I wanted to hear what you guys like thought about this because there's still of course more reports coming in. I bet we'll see official like couple of reports later down the world that's not just you know dirt sheet you know oriented. But you know it's just it just like I said going back to like I said somebody that's you know has abused drinking or has abused you know or has you know or had their video leaked or even Seth Rollins when Seth Rollins had his you know leak to the world 
you know, it was just, uh, you know, it was just like he didn't really get any repercussions for it. And I wonder if, like you said, Triple H either or if he's doing more to it, or I wonder if a sponsor, you know, because a sponsor says, "Hey, this is bad," you know, and if it goes against really what they're, like their what their contracts say on paper, they can literally fire them for it. Or even if if they even say like, "Oh, you went against the company," um, it's one of those things that it's it. I don't think I get why WWE does it, but at the same time, you gotta hold other people to the standards. And why don't you just suspend her? Unless, unless, like I said, unless she was given, you know, a verbal warning, you know, or maybe they're just mad because they're at the end of the day, if she's using the Mandy Rose IP, then I can see, I could see their point in firing her. But it's just, it's very, it's a very touchy subject, and it's very something I think that they might need to fix or clarify better in their contracts. This goes for AW Impact, you know, WWE. They they might want to be a little more specific on what content their their wrestlers can put out as creators and, like, and, and uh, we don't and like you yeah. said we we don't know what happened backstage mm-hmm. we don't know what happened behind the scenes you know what was said what was discussed about you oh, know but there's, all, but there's always yeah, a fan like that yeah. uh oh yeah i know yeah like this yeah this the one that place. knows everything <laughs> yeah this took place <laughs> it's like you don't know when it took place <laughs> like, <Walter>. reading all <laughs> the current sheets and just saying like this one guy on, uh, it was on Twitter uh, here recently. He said that he had insider. Inf- he only has 110 followers. He 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 has inside information from within WWE that FTR is on their way back. They've been released by AEW. That any day now they're coming in. Who I said like for one, someone with 110 followers does not have a source in WWE. And if you do have a source, it's probably the janitor or. Right. Not someone that big. Uh, the one concession my, stand worker that heard something. My <laughs> uncle brother's cousin works, you know, Number in the concession three. stand in the arena that they were just at, and he talked to John Cena about FTR. He knows a guy that knows a guy that knows this girl that knows this guy who works at the backstage area <laughs> that also does catering. Said that this. <laughs> like, you know, that could be that's great. what it sounds yeah, like. He, I mean, that's exactly what it sounds like. But he's got it's his just, source yeah. within WWE. He, he wouldn't he wouldn't tell me who it was, but they're a big source. Yeah, they're like they're big. But then, like, if they're you're not within. showing your proof or like saying a prime message, hey, this is the person. Just, oh no, they're not going to do that. They would like yeah. when I uh, like I said like who's your source, and he said he wouldn't give it to me. He blocked me. So, like people just want to stir up the pot. Like, and the thing is, FTR is in the middle of doing something with you know the ass boys. I hate to be like CM Punk, but uh, it's his, it's his funeral, you know. Yeah, he, he proved he lied. So yeah, yeah, and and, and we were talking about this off air. This is this is my this is our other controversial um, <laughs> concept. But apparently, um, do you want to announce it, Connor? Or do you want me to? What's that? About uh, Punk and FTR. No, that that's some bull crap. It, it's that was some bull. Okay, okay. Basically, uh, CM Punk and FTR is going to be at SmackDown Friday. Until I, I see it, I don't believe it. <laughs> no, I uh, I got some insider stuff. Not no insider stuff. Actually, uh, uh. 
like and you look at the stuff and see how people get this information and how it's brought out like how do you get this stuff like how do you come up with this stuff like and like they have nothing better to do like they just start spreading rumors dave melzer um yeah uh it's like being an insider and seeing this stuff it's just laughable you know it's but yeah uh apparently uh ftr got taken off some stuff and I don't even know if I should be saying this uh, on the air, but uh, but their contract expired in April, so they they should, they could be getting pay raises and getting contract renewals as we speak. Uh, but we don't know. Uh, they're definitely not leaving AEW because because they're going to be on Dynamite next Wednesday, so they're not being on SmackDown. That's damn sure. Uh, and they were on Rampage last night. I mean, <clears throat> tomorrow night. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I went to the future when I went to, when I went to uh, they had a, they had a, they had, a, they had a taping last night and um, FTR segment. Like, I don't think they're going anywhere with what, with what happened uh, last night, AKA tomorrow night. So check out our rampage review and reactions. Uh, it's, yeah. It's um like, it's a very good, um it's a very good, it's a very good, it's a very good segment. That's I think, Proves those, uh, those information wrong, and Eddie, no, I'm no. sorry. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm decline your offer. My fiance would kill me. So I'm good, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> right. I already, yeah. I already saw, I saw Sunny hey, leaks, and I'm like, no, yeah. I'm leaks. I don't want to say that ruined my childhood. It's like, I don't know. Childhood. Like, I don't know if you're like, childhood I don't know. Gone. Like, I, like, I don't know if she can see like your uh, payment stuff, but. Like you buy Mandy Rose's uh, subscription, then she sees it. <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. <laughs> Thank you. Like a twenty dollar, like and like her thing's ridiculous, like twenty not twenty dollars a month. It's like a Twitch stream. It's like, oh, thank you for the donation, Eddie. Yeah. And then, <laughs> can, and then if you want custom stuff, of course. Yeah, but uh, Eddie, this uh, all power to you if that's. You're funny, man. You like, thanks for the joke, Eddie. We appreciate you listening to the All of Meets on podcast. I bet he's serious. <laughs> I need to decline your office. He's like, No, I got a whole folder, man. <laughs> we got a whole folder. It's marked it's all, recipes, but it's not the cake recipes. And it's and it's all it's it's the, just the picture from um from Elimination Chamber. It's that one and the bikini picture from when she made out with Otis. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> That's, you know, I think she even said that. I think she said that, like, what's the difference between me posting the content, the risque content, but yet I'm making out with Otis in a bikini. <laughs> it's it, it's like I said, it's a it's a weird time for Mandy Rose, unfortunately. And you know what? All power to her. I hope she's successful and hope wherever she ends up. I hope you know if she wants to wrestle again, great. You know, I I never had a problem with her wrestling. I just. It's a little frustrating with what they released her, but you know that's a little out of our hands. Yeah, I'm gosh. sure you do. <laughs> We're good. No thanks, Eddie. <laughs> no means no. <laughs> uh, easy there, Harvey Weinstein. This, this is talking to the elite guys. Like this is uh, <laughs> this is like one of the yeah, most have, show. Uh, AZ unconfidential. Well, isn't that WWE used to have that? <laughs> yes. 
Agreed. We'll talk about all the controversial stuff. Hey, if we're going to do that, uh, we've got <laughs> some of our discussions in the group chat. Like, that could be a full on hours. Oh, dude. The, like, just have us bickering, fighting over things like like the whole punk stuff. And uh, yep. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to yeah, make yeah. a Dark Side of the Ring episode of this. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I was going to say Dark Side of All Elite Zone. Yeah. yeah. We need to I mean, make that. Like, we need to make I've been that. I don't want to make those shit of that. Yeah. And uh, Brody, uh, do it. <laughs> do Saturdays or something. Brody would be a big part of that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You might uh, see him soon. <laughs> well, what Brody know, man, been talking is, about? Because because multiple Brody's uh, out there, you know. There's one on AEW. Brody, Brody King, the great late Brody Lee. Fortunately, he'll never make our show again. Oh, uh, Brody Lee will be on here. Junior. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, ooh, oh. Ooh. Yeah. Or uh, or I could just be saying stuff, you know. Um, <laughs> Come on, you have to leave Connor away. most of the time. I'm not going to give it away. <laughs> it's all but, uh, <laughs> Oh, no. But, if, but if, you might actually see um, Brody back on. But you don't know what Brody I'm talking about, so. But man, this is. Hope you get demonetized for this. We're not. Uh... Please, please don't take us off YouTube. Please don't take really us off. We're great. I promise. Please, we're, we're actually a really good show. Uh, Hi, Brenda. Yeah. Hi, Brenda. Uh, Kentucky's Miss Wheeler is amazing. Yes. Boxing is learning how to punch. What? No, he knows how to punch. <laughs> he oh, can throw a punch. Moxie was a number one for Maxwell. Awesome. Ethan, Moxie's definitely a locker room leader. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're discussing that quite a bit. Very big leader. Yeah, I agree, Mike. Yeah, I think she comes back more serious. No DeBoss. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Great way to end it. <laughs> Great thing. Oh, man, guys, this has been a great Talking Elite episode. Uh, next week, we will be discussing our top five <laughs> women's wrestlers. I think this list will be a little bit easier to do. What do you guys think? Uh, very easy, because we all know which one's not going to be on that top five list. Oh, there's a, there's a few of them. Exactly. We all know who's not going to be. <laughs> yeah, all not. five of my picks are going to be Maria Shamir. <laughs> <laughs> She is a problem. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, not the problem just, that she thinks she is. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, every time he hears that name. Nah, uh, I just, um, uh, what's no, uh, Eddie. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, no, Stop. we are, you are the worst somebody. salesman ever. Nope. Sorry, Eddie. No, we're saying no. Like we're like we're like team hell no 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 no. You watch you watch him going to date all these on Twitter and find all of us and send them just send stuff. Don't do that, dude. Don't, no, don't, don't do that. He's, no, don't I think do it's, that. Eddie. We're asking you kindly, yeah. please. Um, on all seriously, uh, please uh, do not uh, send us anything like that. We, like I said, we are trying to get better as a podcast, and we do not need that stuff. You know, involved if you, with if you, our show. If, yeah, that's that's you. You can, you know, all power yeah. to you if that's what 
you yeah. like, but you can send it to someone in your family, someone mm -hmm. that wants it, I guess. Because none of us here want to. It's probably yeah. not even that good, to be honest. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want them. All right. Well, that's going to do it for Talking Elite. Um, like I said, we have. Uh, <laughs> That, that was a lot of fun, guys. Uh, I bet, make sure I bet you guys. You, I bet you regret that whole thing. <laughs> Boy, I should not have brought that up. But it's the most talked about thing I've heard the last couple of days. Like, I think somebody was going to bring it up in the comment section, anyways. It happens all the time with CM Punk. I thought that was going to. So. Yeah. But at least you guys got a controversial take on that. You know, it wasn't too bad or too dark or dirty or risky. Um, so, but yes, uh, so if you guys haven't already, follow us on our Twitter page at All Elite Zone One. Subscribe down below and click that little bitty bell uh, for notifications when we go live. We do watch alongs every week. Uh, we're going to do Talking Elite every Thursday. And um, we'll also have some special episodes coming up. We got vlogs coming, card breaks. So, subscribe to our YouTube page, subscribe to our Spotify at All Elite Zone. Uh, check us on Podbeam for you know all of your podcast needs. Um, go back, listen to our Matt Taven interview, and get ready for next Wednesday. Connor, yeah, what is next yeah. Wednesday? Yeah, I've been announced that. Uh, uh, I was talking about this before the show. Kinshima um, uh, had a scheduling conflict. Um, I'm, I'm not going to tell his personal business, but it's it a scheduling conflict. Uh, but we were able to reschedule it for next Wednesday. So... Uh, an hour before Dynamite, uh, 6 Central, 7 Eastern, he'll be on mm -hmm. next Wednesday. Um, he'll, he'll still be on here exactly like what we planned. Uh, he just won't be on Rampage. He'll be before Dynamite. Um, but at least uh, he's not like some people who know show. <laughs> uh, but I can't wait to have Shamrock on here. It's Even though we had to reschedule, at least... Uh, at least it wasn't uh like some you know like just incredible or stuff like that uh but he had the decency to at least reach out you know yeah. But yeah he will be on here next uh next wednesday an hour before dynamite uh we'll probably go with i feel that he's gonna be on right in when we go to dynamite <laughs> so uh not a problem with that no all right well Thank you guys so much for watching. You guys have a great night, and we will see you guys next time.